Hey, welcome to Defy the Norm podcast. So I hope you listened to Victor and I last uh, seven podcasts where we went through all the different chakras. And I was going to go and bring Isabel on and start talking about Enneagram. And then I was going to go grab uh, Gabby and I wanted to do an interview on consciousness. But then Victor woke up this morning and uh, he's been doing a daily meditation and had this really powerful insight into uh, his own struggle or contemplation of purpose. And so I thought this might be a really good opportunity to um, first to bring in the this element that we've been talking about in the chakras and uh, how how blocked Manipura or, or different uh, chakra points can really show themselves in the world and what you can do about it. So I, I really think if you feel like oh, I want to be a little bit more focused in my life, I want to be a little bit more intentional, a purpose, maybe even a purpose is too big, but you want more, you're just like, I don't really know what that is. I think you'll enjoy this episode. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. Hey, welcome, Victor. I always just love to say that because it's like the transition to start. Okay, so this morning... I feel like I'm in trouble already. <laughs> so this morning, we woke up and uh, Victor's always nice, brings me a cup of coffee. And he's been doing this meditation routine. He does my seven-day uh, chakra meditations yeah, every day, uh, one a day. And so this morning, he's on, what, the second round of it, third round of it, uh, yeah. fourth round you of it. Um, and so he said... What did you tell me? What did you say? Well, ultimately, the conclusion that I came down to is that, you know, six years ago, before we started living this lifestyle, I thought, I preface that by saying I thought, I thought I had a very good idea on who I was, um, my, the meaning of my, what my whys were. um, And it seems like, the more we live this lifestyle, the more I'm on taking off layers and I have less of a clue on what I, who I am. Before That's... he was Victor, the trainer who trains. Oh God. And now he's Victor. The, uh, I don't even know. Like, uh, I just hate rock climbing. Why do you guys keep <laughs> making me rock climb? No, you, you, it's true. Go, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I had to make a joke. Of course I had to make a joke, but it's totally. Well, and I think this is why, why so many people would just steer away from it because your your identity uh, whatever that it whatever that is that ego is sort of frail right and I, I people would would tell you that that it's important to um as we go through this like <clears throat> that we're living a life with intention but it's not without for me significant challenges to un to uncover programming issues uh uncover ego um and, and to some extent heal from from trauma i i guess that's a little potentially heavy right there at that moment but ultimately that's what i'm sort of uncovering 
Okay, so if you don't, if for some reason you're new to the podcast, you know, for 20 years, we had a gymnastics and personal training business in Coronado. Every day, Victor would work with clients in his gym and teach gymnastics. For a lot of the years, I did it with him. Towards the end, I pretty much just took care of the kids and, and did my thing, and Victor was teaching most of the classes and doing all the training. But the thing is, is that for him, he was literally, we talked about Grug, where he'd go into his cave at work, he'd go from his cave at home to his cave at work, be there 12 hours a day, and uh, Victor's a type two, so he's the helper. He was literally, it was his identity in some to some extent that it was a function of, I help people all day long. Right. But from the wife's side of it, I can tell you, he was exhausted all the time. So tired, so frustrated. And it was, uh, to me, it was very obvious, like, well, you need to have, you need to have a sense of identity outside Side, yeah. of what you're helping these people. But then we complicate it with the fact that, like, tra it ended up doing it in a way of travel where you had a lot of fear about travel or fear to even, like, do anything. Uh, it's change, that was change, and it was, um... It was change. You didn't you mean realize, fear of change. yeah, fear of change, and then fear scarcity, fear of scarcity, uh, and then frankly, uh, your identity was rolled into going into this work. You didn't realize how much of you was in that until it's gone. And so I encountered encounter that with some of my guys because you know usually the kiss of death is when someone retires. The vast majority of people are not prepared for that. What that does emotionally for them, you know, they have a void. They have Dude, I don't even know what I like. And now you're retired. <laughs> so when Victor said that today, he's about this, like, this sense of identity. Like, I just don't feel I knew who I was. Now I feel like I don't know who I, who I was. You know, it's a really important thing to think about today, especially with all this, the great awakening running side by side with the great reset. And, you know, the, the people behind the great reset, they want you to not. They want you to absolutely be attached to your identity that that because it, it instills fear. If you have this label on you, then all of a sudden you have something they could remove the, you know, take that away. And that fear of loss can be powerful enough to keep keep control on you. But if you don't have that label, if you're not if, if you just are. And I know for me, like, I don't really I, I you know, sometimes I'll catch like, am I am I a personal trainer? Am I a. Um, mom, am I a rock climber? Am I a runner? I don't know. It depends on the days. I like to run. I love being a mom, but those late, I try to not really get overly attached. Uh, and on the flip side, I think that makes me sometimes feel less successful, but I have to mentally discipline myself to be like, but I'm happy. I'm so happy. And that's what I asked Victor today when he said that. I said, you know, you should share this, this feeling of feeling lost if you don't have identity. But have you gained anything from it? And at first you said no. But yes, you have. Like you've gained something from it. <laughs> well, it's easy to your knee jerk will be like because you're you're still stuck in this. There's there's an essential, essentially a limbo that you're floating around with. Like, who am I? How did I get here? And then you kind of re reflect after she asked me that question. Um, and I've been working that meditative practice in lots of different ways. I just recently used her uh, seven day, her free uh, uh, chakra meditations because it gives me some guided, gives me focus. And it, my mind has gotten busier as of late. And I enjoy how that that kind of brings me back to what I need to work on. Um, but there's a calmness 
that I that I really enjoy. And in general, it's helped me. And we talk about this before, Robin, that sort of float outside your body feeling that you're like, you can look down at yourself like, am I being who I want to be right now? And it's given me that opportunity to do that. And that alone, just for that alone, that gives you some power to start making you know choices for yourself instead of reverting back to sort of a pre-programmed um, factory reset. <laughs> I think that was it because when we had our business, like we had it our own space for 20 years and then we traveled for a while and then we went back to San Diego for a year or so and Victor subleased a smaller space. And I remember that that was the transition time where you really started um, doing that as you'd work with clients. Because I was telling you can still be the helper, but you can also be other things. Like someday you're a jujitsu practitioner, and some days you want to just be a dad and goofy and be a clown, and some days you want to do all these That's other every things. Day. <laughs> and whatever you have to, um, it's not like when you get rid of the identity, you have to stop the action. It's actually you can keep doing the action without the identity. And Correct. it looks the same to somebody watching you do it. It looks exactly the same, but to yourself, you see yourself differently doing it. And that's when I remember you started hovering outside your body and, and feeling um, like, oh, wait, why, why am I doing this? Why am I acting this way? Why do I, you know, why, why am I mincing words or why am I fixing, fix my uh, dialogue? But uh, why am I saying these things to clients that are like, really, like, it's not necessarily authentic. I'm just, you know filling right you train yourself sometimes filling space with just so many stories and 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 then at the end of the day you're like oh my goodness i just talked for 10 hours straight why why couldn't i allow some time of you know silence or things things like that little things like that yeah those are small choices the other the other thing is that uh, you know from a sort of performance standpoint right in general i am my own worst critic on how i do you know workouts or anything I've always been really tough on myself but to what end right and so in general I never climb as I perceive because you know I got issues and so I'll come down and be grumpy as all get out for the rest of the day like oh man I didn't did horrible there instead like hey float outside your body you're here with your family like duh like of course it seems really obvious when I say it but oftentimes we're working from a pre-programmed set and I think that's that's one of the greatest silver linings that I've had is I I now have that ability to step out of that anger and and Robin always says Robin what's anger an emotional um, an emotional desire unfulfilled right and so i can anytime i go to that i could be like all right what's unfulfilled okay boom here let me go do these steps uh and 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 that's a challenge right and uh, it's easy it's easier I, I would say it's easier to just stay angry <laughs> but what to what end right to where well, are we going you, with that you said something really good like he said he's really, i said something really good everyone <laughs> really hard on himself and i always think that Victor feels like he's the only person in the world who's hard on himself. I'm like, I think we're all pretty hard on ourselves. I know for a fact that the seven people in our fifth wheel are pretty hard on themselves. And so if we are, there's a good chance you're listening to are. And the thing is, is that we feel so alone in it, but it really comes down to that idea that we're so hard on ourselves is that either we're not aligned in our expectations. So 
we're unaware that we have an expectation to do something in a certain way, but we're not being aware of the manner in which we're doing it. So since we use rock climbing, that's an easy one. If you go and say, okay, I'm hard on myself because um, I expect myself to climb at a certain level, but yet I'm not hovering outside my body to see how am I actually climbing? Or what am I actually thinking when I'm doing this climb? Or what, you know, if it was the case, something as simple as record me climbing then. If I think, if I'm hard on myself, then I'd go take a simple video and be like, oh, wait, okay, I'm doing that thing. You could take it to the actual physical body and go, oh, I'm doing that thing where I lift my foot and I don't stand on it. Or I'm doing that thing where I'm not going off midline. So that's what we can apply that to life though in, in lots of things. Uh, yesterday, Jariah went up this really hard lead climb. I followed it and um, it was, I, I mean, if I wanted to be really hard on myself, I could have been so angry. But the fact is, is I, my expectation is not to prove myself worth on that route. My expectation is to have fun. And so I kind of laughed at it. I did internally think like, wow, I am really pathetic for a second. But then I go, wait, wait, who cares? I had fun. I'm proud of my son for leading it. I'm just, I'm exhausted. We've climbed a lot of days. There's this line between which awareness and justification. If you're like, oh, I'm aware that this is the emotion I was chasing, but my physical body or my mindset blocks are getting in my way, then, then that's okay. But it's when we have this conflict between who we think we are and what we're actually doing or even the inner dialogue that's going on that that's where that's kind of where everything stems from and don't you think you can apply that to many levels everything uh, 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 yeah everything in life you know i i see that with with individuals i work with the same thing like what they think they're doing what they're actually doing is not not the same. Okay, let's talk homeschooling for a second because I was scrolling through my homeschool feed and, or I'm sorry, I was throwing, scrolling through Instagram, Instagram um, a terrible pastime I know. And. A terrible <laughs> pastime I know. Thank you. And I saw somebody put, um, it, it was a good post about for homeschooling to, um, like, where you're looking for your answers or the fact, sorry, it was about not knowing all the answers mm, you know sometimes people right now a lot of moms out there i think if you send your kids to school you're questioning why am i sending my kids to school it's might be time to homeschool for a while until this craziness disappears um they the idea that and i know i was at this at one point that oh like i never bought teacher manuals most of the time i would buy curriculum though and then I just go, ah, do I really need to know the, most of the time I can figure out the answer. Did the, did the answer really matter? Or was it the discipline the kids were getting through the workbooks? <laughs> I mean, now I don't even buy workbooks. So it, and the idea that it's okay to not know or to not um, have all the answers before, like, go ahead, just homeschool. I always say, just trust your intuition. Just love your kids. Go by your intuition. Don't worry about the curriculum. Don't worry about if you can't teach math. Don't worry about covering every single subject. Just stop worrying. And the it's so hard, the fear of failure for a mom or a dad, if you choose to be the one who's homeschooling, but for that parent to pull their kid and then 
you know, you're pulling your kid for the intention of, I want to protect them from having to get any shots. I don't want them in, in mass. I want them to be able to breathe oxygen. You pull your kid for those reasons out of love and their health and their safety. Then why would you complicate it with adding this worry about uh, having the perfect education or all the knowledge? Like stay true. That would be a, a, a case where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm confusing, like, I want the best for my kid to, I want my kid to have the best education possible. Those two things might be in conflict, and, and they're the expectation of safety or health and vibrancy, not even health in, like, the misinterpretation that we have of health in the world, but I want my kid to really, truly thrive is getting messed up with this program that you're supposed to teach your kids four subjects and that they're supposed to be at some silly standard is ridiculous. Like just, just trust your intuition and nurture your child in the best way. And so I did comment on them like, like stop looking for the answer out there. The answer is inside. Even when, even when Victor says right now this morning that I don't know my identity, I guarantee if I said meditate for 15 more minutes right now and, and, and strip away those labels and just really focus on what makes you happy and that's your identity like and he's going to be like say things like um drawing with my son like he's like whoa I'm a drawer now I'm an artist I'm not an artist but wait why put a label on it you love drawing with your son just that's that's who you are that's what makes you happy wait a minute that that doesn't make me money I'm like well I get that but at the same time, if you're happy, money will be will, money will be drawn to you. Money's just energy, right? So we we can first work on. It's kind of like you have to work backwards. Work on the happiness. Forget the labels. Forget the identity. But do more of what makes you happy. You have anything to add to that? That's my. Yeah, I. I it, uh, that's all really really good. But sometimes it becomes a little bit challenging. So I remember. Uh, Robin using this one and I remember I still use it from this time and I don't know if I've actually said it on podcast but it's like if you live on in California uh, and you're trying to make a trip to Florida it's like as soon as I can see Florida we're going to leave on this trip yeah and this is sort of the same thing if you wait till you have that you see that or you're not going to go but you can make a decision to get on the highway and go and you will make it there um, there's going to be challenges along the way, but guess what? You're, you're strong and adaptable. You'll be able to figure it out. Awesome. And, and, uh, I think that's sort of what we had had for today, right? Yeah. Because Manipura is all about desire. It's like, like, what do you want? You gotta have that thing. Want, chase, chase the things that make you happy. Chase the things that help you live bold, brave, right? Unfortunately, we're not going to tiptoe around the subject that freedom is so important right now. Um, even if we're not talking, even if you're not in the U.S., probably most of our listeners are in the U.S., but freedom um, for your to have, be a sovereign being in your own body is important. And so just wanting that, just wanting to um, have that autonomy is, is probably pretty powerful right now. So uh, you're going to have to act brave and bold, own your Manipura, and uh, really get in touch with those things that uh, that are creative outlets for you that make you feel like you have this sense of self you're not just whatever you do you're not the administrator you're not the nurse you're not the uh policeman you're not the whatever that label is it's what you are inside you that's going to get you through these uh next few months years however long it takes for us to where can they find that seven day course 
Oh yeah. Well, check the just look in the show notes. It's in the show notes. notes. Awesome. You can get them on the app too. Just download the app for free, and you'll get all the medication medications meditations, <laughs> not medications. But you can get on the spiritual rebel. Sh- uh, see the show notes for Isabel's new shop, Spiritual Rebel. She's got the cool shirts that say meditation yeah, if you over want some medication. Swag. Yeah, if you want and some, some other cool shirts, right? Yeah, and um, you know, the biggest thing is you can't do this wrong. I started working with a with a gal who's in her mid eighties and was wanted to work on bringing down her blood pressure, and it was a really cool experience. A lot this week when I worked with her, the the breath work we did brought down her blood pressure. And it's like okay, um, I read an article that says that meditation is great for health and all these other body movements. And we brought my blood pressure down. I'm going to get off blood pressure medication. Like, what more can we do during my meditations? I was like. Chiching, I'm like so she says she wants to delve into that sort of spiritual side, um, and and that's part of the evolution. So with everyone, I usually start that's off. So cool. All right, just sit in silence for a little while. All right, sit in silence and breathe a certain way. All right, what do you? What's going on inside? All right, what what do we want? All right, let's focus on that. So that's sort of that stepping stone there. All right, thanks you guys. See you tomorrow.